I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. I used to describe my husband as being like a guard dog, always on high alert, looking for any threat to his territory, his ego, his image, just waiting to pounce, eager to attack, hypersensitive, hyper alert, always on the prowl. The first place that I really identified this was regarding our kids. He would sit outside of the room that they were playing in, listening and just waiting for them to do something, anything wrong. And then he would pounce on them. He would come boiling in full steam, so harsh at them, as if what just happened was the worst thing on the face of the earth. I witnessed this many times, and I simply could not understand what was going on. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Covert narcissism is running rampage in our world right now. It flies under the radar so often, not seen for years and decades by everyone, including the actual victims. I've worked with people from so many walks of life, stay-at-home moms and dads, self-employed entrepreneurs, and those on a strong career path in the working world, teachers, professors, lawyers, doctors, computer techs, business owners, psychologists, counselors, and even therapist. All victims of covert narcissism. No one is immune. So when you start blaming yourself for not seeing it sooner, for building a life with this person, please know that you are not alone. The whole point of covert abuse is that it is hidden and they are extremely skilled at hiding it. I have a brand new round of group coaching that's beginning in October. These groups bring bring victims from all walks of life together. It's a safe space for you to gain clarity, insight, support, and validation. Finally, your voice can be heard safely. Your feelings and thoughts matter. These groups last for six weeks and only hold 10 spots per group. Some are on Tuesdays and some are on Saturdays. To learn more and to claim your spot, visit my website at www.covertnarcissism.com. Those groups will be open for registration here in just a couple of days but you can fill out the form on there to get more information from me uh, as that comes out. Now back to guard dogging. One night, my husband and I were playing cards with my parents at the kitchen table. And the boys were outside playing football in the backyard and they were happy. They were having a great time. Our oldest son, because he was bigger than our younger son, he often agreed to play touch football. That way his younger brother was more willing to play. And they had discussed this before they actually headed out the door And we were sitting right there, you know, playing cards at the table. They were playing a game of touch football of some sort, you know, with a whole lot of goofiness along the way. We were not involved. We're playing cards at the table, the kitchen table. Yet my husband kept just watching out the window. Every chance he got, he was watching them. And sure enough, in the middle of the game, 
Our oldest son gently and playfully tackled his youngest brother. He did not hurt him, and in fact, they both got up laughing and clearly enjoying themselves. There was nothing wrong with what had just happened. However, upon seeing this, my husband bolted from the table. He opened the back door and he yelled at our oldest son, get in here. He then took him to his office and lectured him for 45 minutes about how bad of a brother he was. No, he was not a bad brother. There was absolutely nothing wrong with what our son had just done. Yes, they agreed to play touch football, but this was a spontaneous playfulness. This was a moment of genuine happiness and both boys were having a great time. But my husband could not see that. All he saw was that a rule, or whatever you want to call it, had been violated. Everything came to a screeching halt. My husband, their father, was just waiting for the opportunity to pounce on one of them. He was waiting for the justification for the anger that he already felt inside. This was his reason to be mad, his reason for a horrible evening, his reason to lash out. And it was all aimed at his son who had done no wrong. This, of course, shut our son down completely. And our younger son ran to his bedroom crying and upset. Just telling this story brings back that horrible pit in my stomach. Knowing the damage my husband was doing to our son was more than I could bear. It was the worst feeling I have ever felt in my entire life. This was a trauma that stayed with our boys and with me for years. This is an example of what I call guard dogging taking a perfectly calm, peaceful, normal, and even healthy part of regular life and watching for that one thing to explode over. You can do 30 things right, but they watch for that one. You can have a fantastic evening together, maybe even a date night, a nice dinner, good conversation, a stroll outside. You're being open with them, loving and appreciative. However, you say that one thing, sometimes the tiniest thing, that one thing that all of a sudden sets them off. That one thing that quote unquote ruins the entire evening and it's all your fault. They explode on you faster than a guard dog, barking aggressive words at you, agitated with you, threatening you. And if they are extra passive aggressive about it, they might be more like the dangerous dog that stares at you intensely, burying its teeth ever so slightly, the body and you just entirely tense and incredibly intimidating, that silent treatment, making you extremely uncomfortable and nervous. Again, it does not matter how many good things you have done or said. All that matters is that one thing that sets them off. That one thing that justifies the anger they already carry inside. Hear what I'm saying. The anger is already there, but this is the justification for it. You see, covert narcissists have a whole lot of anger that's just sitting just under the surface inside them. The anger is already there long before you do whatever it is that sets them off. But now, now they have a justification for being angry. Now they have a reason and now they can blame it on you or your son or your daughter or whatever, whoever it is. You are the reason they are angry because of this horrible thing you did. I'll give you another example. We had a road trip that we had to take together. Well, we didn't have to, but he chose to come along. It was for my family business, which he was not involved in. 
but he came along for this weekend trip and the drive was about four hours in each direction. In times past when he's come along on this same trip, things have just gone horribly wrong many, many times. Conversation with them is so incredibly difficult and painful. So much unnecessary stress and tension. Well, this time I was determined to make this a positive road trip with him. So we chatted as we drove. We talked about a lot of different things and I worked hard to keep everything positive. And honestly, I felt like the entire trip was successful. We got along well in the car, which was a complete shock to me. Some of the conversation was actually enjoyable and pleasant. And when we got home from the trip, I was quite pleased. From what I could tell, he seemed to have had a good time too. He was relatively enjoyable to be around and he really didn't seem angry or upset. So this was a huge success in my eyes. Well, a few days later, however, he was quite upset with me. And now, to be honest, I don't even remember why. This was so common in our marriage that it's just not possible to remember them all. But I do remember that in this conversation that became a circular conversation, as they all do, he brought up that road trip that we had just taken. And he said, we can't even go on a trip together without a problem, without you being all mad and upset with me. What? What are you talking about? When was I ever mad at you? When was I upset? And I asked him, I said, what, what do you mean? I, I thought that was a good trip. What are you talking about? And his answer to me was, well, when you rejected my idea about a title for the book that you're working on, you never like any of the ideas that I suggest. You thought it was horrible and you really hurt my feelings. You ruined the whole weekend and that entire trip was awful. I was dumbfounded. I really thought we had had a good weekend, a successful trip together. Forget the 72 hours that we had actually spent together peacefully and even at times happily. Forget the dinners we'd gone out on, the pleasant conversation, and even the 10 other suggestions of his that had been helpful to my work. No, forget all of that. He has to focus on the one thing, the one thing that I did not like. And honestly, it was, it was a title he had suggested for my book, and I liked part of it. And I even told him, okay, I like that part, but I'm going to need to change the other part. And I told him why. This conversation was short. It was, that was the extent of this tiny part of our weekend. It was like a three minute piece of hours that we had been chatting together. But yet it was the one thing that was so bad that it ruined the entire trip. This one thing that now justified all of this anger that was directed at me. The one thing that he pounced on and blew way out of proportion, like a guard dog, constantly on the watch for anything that remotely threatens him or could be perceived in any way as a possible threat to him. I'll give you one more example from my own personal life. It's when he put a tracking device on my car. Now, I was really opposed to this. He worked for an insurance company and they were testing this new device. And he asked if I'd be willing to have one in my car and I, I really did not want to. In fact, I told him no for a while. And he said, you know, just for a little bit, we're running some tests on it and they're asking all the workers and their spouses to do this so that they can get some data, blah, 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 blah. And I finally said, okay, fine. He kept pushing. And so I agreed for two months, only two months. And sure enough, just like I expected, it became a problem. One night, as I was headed out the door, I said, hey, I'm gonna run to the grocery store, which I was. I had to go get groceries for the house. And after I'd gotten the groceries, I decided to drop by the library on the way home. 
I had gotten a notification that day that a book that I had been waiting on had come in and I thought, oh yeah, I'll drop in and grab that book real quick. So I did. And I didn't think anything of it. It's a trip to the library. But when I got home, he was mad. Of course, he had watched me on that tracking device. And I got home and he says, I thought you said you were going to the grocery store. I did. I've got groceries in my hands. Here they are. Like, here's the receipt. Here's the groceries. Yeah, but you didn't do only that. No, I also stopped by the library. Is that a problem? Well, why did you go to the library? You know I love to go to the library and I would have gone with you and we could have made this time that we could have together. You just didn't want me to come. Are you kidding me? You're mad over this? Because I stopped by the library on the way home from the grocery store. He took this one thing that I went to the library and turned it into a horrible fight, justifying all this anger inside of him. And in fact, me going to the library was such a huge crime that it actually justified his anger for days. Why do they do this? So that they can have someone or something to blame all that anger on. As I've said before, you know, earlier, that anger, it's already there. The anger is already there. That's what you have to remember. It's always there. But now they have a reason. And once that reason wears off, they have to have another reason. And so they're always looking for a reason for the anger that's always there inside them. And I call this guard dogging. They're looking for that reason, for that anger. They watch for that reason, for that justification, so they do not have to carry blame for their own anger. How does this affect you, the victim? Well, for starters, it drives us to work so incredibly hard to be perfect, to never be that reason to never give them anything to be upset about because we don't like it when that anger comes boiling out like that and the anger never matches the crime. But we work extra hard in these relationships. But none of our efforts ever matter. All that matters are the offenses, the slips, the mistakes, no matter how small. That's all they focus on is whatever that one little thing that you did wrong. And I'm not even, I mean, even things that aren't even wrong, but they can find a way to make it wrong. That's what they're looking for. There is absolutely no space for you to be human. I've said this many times before, but in relationships with covert narcissists, there is no room for you to be human. So you take that away from yourself. You work extra hard to be perfect and you now no longer give yourself space to be human. They are a guard dog, constantly on the lookout for any reason that they can be mad at you or upset with you. And no matter how perfect, quote unquote, perfect you are, they will find a reason. Guard dogging also causes you to truly doubt yourself even more than you already do. That one thing that they pounce on actually did happen. My son did actually tackle his brother. I actually did tell him that I was not going to go with the title that he suggested in the car that day. I actually did go to the library on the way home from the grocery store. What's wrong with any of those things? But that one tiny element of truth is devastating to us. You know, maybe it is my fault. 
I did do that. I should have known better. He isn't wrong. I really could have said that better or been more sensitive or paid closer attention or worked harder or been more perfect. So when we weren't already working hard enough at being perfect, clearly, we are now working harder. We quit giving ourselves any space to be human and we join the abuser and abuse ourselves. So what do you do about guard dogging? You start giving yourself permission to be human, to be less than perfect or his view of perfect, his or her view of perfect, whatever that may be. You give yourself permission to say something that you could have said better. You give yourself permission to do something that you could have done better. This is about your relationship with yourself now. That's what the focus is. Because once you get in a healthier place and in a better place, then you can decide what to do in life. You give yourself permission to have missed that one thing in the midst of the 30 positive things you did. And when they start flipping it to that one horrible thing that justifies their anger, maybe you simply say something like, wow, I really don't remember it that way. Talking about my road trip when he brought up that bad thing that ruined the whole time. Wow, I don't remember it that way. I had a good time. And leave it at that. Focus on your view, your perspective. They deny your reality so much that they cause us to doubt ourselves. And then you just move on. Don't jump in to defend that one thing that they are so focused on. Don't give them that satisfaction anymore. It turns ugly so incredibly fast. Quit playing their game. Quit trying to do everything perfect for this abusive person in your life. No matter what, they are always going to find a reason to be mad. Remember, the anger's already there and actually has nothing to do with you. They're going to be mad anyways, whether you say this or say that or do this or do that. It really does not matter. So quit living your life trying to appease that. Quit carrying the blame for their constant anger. That's not on you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.